Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Atlas Obscura. And I wanted to say right up front that today's episode is going to be slightly different in format uh, in two ways. One, we're not talking about a single place today. We're talking about a category of places or things or objects. Uh, And two, it's going to be a little bit of a looser episode, as you can probably already tell. It's a little more improv. uh, I want to say it's like free jazz, but I think it's probably closer to like freshman college comedy. But here goes. Let me start by saying that these objects, and I'm not sure they should be called objects, but these, these things together, they make a kind of argument about humanity. And the argument they make is that human beings need, fundamentally, that they need to honor their dead. There is possible evidence of intentional ritual burial going back 300,000 years. And we know that Neanderthals buried their dead at least 130,000 years ago. Even in chimpanzees, though they don't have death rituals like ours, they still treat dead bodies with care, grooming and guarding them long after their death. Even other animals with complex brains do this, like crows, elephants, dolphins. They've all shown some amount of death awareness and death ritual. Which brings us to our topic. Today, I'm taking you on a tour of my favorite communist mummies. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a guide to the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. More after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. So to be clear, and I'm oversimplifying here, but generally, communism was a fundamentally atheistic organization. It was against organized religion, the opiate of the masses, yada, yada. And, you know, very interested in equality. In theory, even the leaders were equal with the people. Obviously, 
We know that's not really how these things played out, but those those fundamental things were deep within the ideology of communism, especially the sort of atheistic framework. Uh, are you enjoying hanging out with your freshman college roommate? Because I am enjoying hanging out with you. Anyway, so what happens is that all that's fine and, and, and well, but then Vladimir Ilyich Lenin dies and everybody goes nuts. So let's start on our tour of communist mummies with the OG, my number one mummy, Lenin. He did not want to be a mummy. He asked very formally to be interred. But apparently the Russian government received over 10,000 telegrams from the grieving public asking that the body be preserved in some way for them and for generations to come. And the crazy thing is that they did it. They came up with this special technology to, to do it. And his body is still there. It's preserved at the edge of Moscow's Red Square in a pyramid made of polished red and black stones. And they had to actually take the corpse out only one time. In 1945, they moved what they called Object Number 1 from Moscow to Siberia and, and back. And to this day, there's a, there's a team of embalmers who take care of Lenin's corpse. They, they like buff his skin, they bathe him, they bleach him, and uh, they would change out his, his special silk suits. Uh, although, I guess there's been a, a cutback because he's been in the same suit for a number of years now. Lenin is the original communist mummy. And because he was so important, it didn't actually matter what he wanted. Being honored in that context meant being transitioned into a kind of uh, eternal semi-god creature. That Your body is a monument to an idea and not actually the remains of just a human being. Now, once Lenin had done it, it's a, it's a thing now, right? So in 1953, Lenin gets a roommate. March 1953, the Soviet Union mourns the death of Stalin. And there's a lot of speculation about what killed Stalin. Some people say it was poisoned. It doesn't really matter because regardless, Stalin's dead body was embalmed and placed alongside of Lenin's mummy. And mourners could come and gaze on both of the Republic's founding fathers. That lasted for a while, but then uh, on Halloween of 1961, Stalin rose from the grave. Mostly they just, uh, they had him buried next to the Kremlin as part of de-Stalinization. They were kind of like, actually, <laughs> let's, have, let's have a little less Stalin, uh, but Lenin, Lenin got to stay. So now this is becoming a little bit like a keeping up with the Jones thing. And again, reminder that this isn't necessarily what these people actually wanted. In 1956, uh, Mao Zedong signed the proposal that all cultural leaders be cremated after death. Nice try. In the 1970s, when Mao died, his body was placed on display in the Great Hall of the People uh, while a memorial was held in Tiananmen Square. And displaying Mao was actually one of the more difficult challenges faced 
by the communist authorities. They needed to build him a special crystal coffin, like an unbreakable coffin. Uh, But that was actually a secret that the Soviets had invented, and they were currently political enemies of Russia. And they figured it out. They built the crystal coffin. But they didn't get the embalming right. And that's because they didn't have the Russian intel on how to make that perfect, undying, dead Lenin body. So in death, Mao Zedong didn't do as well. His ears stuck out at weird angles, his body swelled, and the embalmers were forced to cut his suit just to keep him from bursting out of it. It's not that great. In fact, there's some trash talk on the record with one of Lenin's embalmers being quoted as saying that Mao Zedong was in terrible shape and that they did very bad work. That said, Mao remains a popular tourist attraction to this day. And although only the immediate family are allowed to have, you know, long private visitation, normal people are able to file past and pay their respects to the mummy of Mao. Which leads me to the final addition to my list, although there are quite a number more. But the most recent of this tradition of communist mummies, or maybe you should call them authoritarian mummies, that might be a more accurate way to put it, is Kim Jong-il, who died in 2011. So very recent, modern times. But originally the reports from North Korea suggested that Kim Jong-il would be buried and not given the mummification treatment like his his father, Kim Il-sung, had been. And one reason was that it's very expensive. North Korea is rumored to have paid Russian embalmers at least a million dollars for the preservation of Kim Il-sung. And that's a lot of money in a country where people are starving throughout it. But, you know, what is money when you have absolute power? So in December of 2012, one year after his death, Kim Jong-il's mummified remains were revealed, clad in his legendary jumpsuit and presented alongside some items from his life, including his armored train carriage, his yacht, his parka, his sunglasses, his platform shoes, and even uh, next to a, a recreation of his work desk with a MacBook Pro sitting open, ready to send and receive emails of the Supreme Leader the last addition to these communist mummies. And we have to acknowledge that there is something perverse about the fact that these authoritarian leaders are turned into icons that never decay while their citizens, many of them no doubt died alone and in poverty. But even so, I think these mummies still represent something deep, something fundamentally human in everyone. We may not all be great historical figures, but all of us want to be remembered after we go. You know, not not necessarily as mummies preserved in a crystal coffin, but on a, you know, a gravestone, a picture on the mantel place, an urn. And I'll go on the record that uh, I think I might also enjoy being a mummy. You know, I could be rolled out at parties brought around to add a little post-mortem cheer to the world. Uh, You know, I want to be like the fun corpse. And maybe just a skull on a mantle place that gets brought down for renditions of Hamlet. I think I could go for that. 
This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was based on a story written by Sarah Brumble and edited by me. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, and John Delore. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luz Fleming. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. A fellow of infinite jest. Now get you to my lady's chamber. Make her laugh at that. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure they are always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex of bugs. (laughs) Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get your podcasts.